Welcome to A Texan's View of the World with your host, Jeb Bashaw. Uh, good afternoon. My name is Jeb Bashaw, and this is my podcast called A Texan's View of the World. I'm delighted you're joining us today. Uh, today, I wanted to talk a little bit about what's been going on in the world, and that has to do, obviously, with our COVID-19 situation. As you might remember, when you were a child, you went back to school after summer vacation, and the first thing your teacher did was ask you to write an essay or a report on what I did for my summer vacation. The purpose was to get your mind back on something fun, to ease into the new school year. It also gave the teacher a chance to see if you had regressed over the summer and to see if you were working at what they referred to as grade level. Well, the nicest thing about this essay was that there was no right or wrong answer. In fact, if you had a vivid imagination, you could actually make up anything you wanted. Well, this fall, children won't have a chance to discuss their summer vacation because they never got one. Instead, they got a prolonged lesson in how bureaucracies and unelected bureaucrats can ruin your summer. But rather than belabor the obvious, I decided to do my first podcast on what I did during my COVID vacation. Like each of you, I was frankly disappointed and taken back at the government, or as we say in Texas, government's response to the COVID crisis. We have had viruses of one sort or another since dinosaurs roamed the earth. They are nothing new. Just in my lifetime, we've had swine flu, Asian flu, H1N1, AIDS, influenza A, influenza B, a handful of coronaviruses, and that's why this one was named Corona-19. So viruses aren't new. However, our response was novel. We shut down a $30 trillion economy without even considering if the cure was worse than the cause. Of course, we now know it was. We also, we, I believe, be regretting and dealing with the outcome to the decision for the next 20 years. The interesting thing about the Constitutional Bill of Rights is that there's no asterisks for pandemics. Freedom is freedom. I, of course, pine for simpler days when boys and girls played Little League in the summer, when going to the airport for family vacation didn't involve having your temperature taken, when wearing a mask was only for the Lone Ranger or people who were taking or dressing up for Halloween, when our civil liberties weren't cast away with the wind over, quote, data-driven science, which is anything but data-driven or science. But I digress, because here's what I did on my summer COVID vacation. I'm married to the greatest woman in the world, smart, beautiful, funny, adventurous, generous, kind, and obviously very patient. When the corona was first upon us, as we sat in our home, she never despaired. She is an optimist. She was so excited. There's no traffic, she said, except in the toilet paper aisle. She could tell I was a little miffed. In the light of my spirit, she said, let's do those things that we've always said we would do and never made time for. I thought, what a great idea. How many people jokingly say on my deathbed, I doubt I wish I'd have spent more time behind the desk at my office. My wife has always worked and been a very successful executive in the not-for-profit world. Like a lot of people, she was furloughed because, you know, when your business has no income, you want to get rid of the people that bring the income in. So that night, she planned our first COVID vacation trip. Let's go to horseback riding camp, she said. My wife and I are good to intermediate riders. We're Texans. But, and I can say this, I've never actually fallen off a horse, but I can't tell you why I haven't fallen off a horse. And we'd also been, wa been binge watching Yellowstone with Kevin Costner, 
So I felt like it was a good time to actually learn something about horses. Questions like, how close should you walk behind a horse? I never knew why. The answer is, as close as you can. If he kicks you, he can't get much punch in the kick if he doesn't have much room to extend his leg. Another question, how hard is it to bridle a horse? From the time I was young, I uh, suffered trying to get the bridle on a horse. But the interesting thing is, if the horse is trained, he knows exactly what to do. Don't fight him on it. Just hold his bottom jaw with your fingers, and he'll take the bit. Why do we brush horses? In every romantic comedy I've ever seen, from Pure Country to Murphy's Romance, there's always a horse brushing scene. Well, I found out from my friend Dan Keene, the reason is because, A, it's a nice way to become friends with your horse, and B, if you brush him, he won't have a sticker burr under the saddle blanket. Let me tell you something. A sticker burr pressed down by my own 270 pounds of me can create quite an exciting ride. I can tell you that we had two of the most fun days ever. Our host, Dan Keene, and his wife, Laura, were gracious, hospitable, fun, and patient with their two students who ask a ton of questions. I'd suggest you check out our friend Dan Keene Horseman in Spicewood, Texas. They're wonderful Texans and great Americans. Next, we went to cooking school. We have a place between Houston and Austin, and one of our favorite restaurants is Royer's Cafe in Round Top, Texas. Watching what happened to our friends in the restaurant business, frankly, was borderline criminal. For the state to close down these businesses without compensation or reason was entirely beyond my wildest dreams. J.B. Royer and his wife have kept a smile on their faces. They are true great Americans who never know the word quit. They did extra jobs. They did pop-up sales in and around the Houston area, cooking schools, and we were lucky enough to be invited. This contributed to what I have referred to as my own case of COVID-19. I have definitely gained at least 19 pounds during the COVID outbreak. We attended the school on a Sunday night, properly spaced, with 20 other of JB's best clients. JB is a great explainer as he walked us through their favorite ways to make fried chicken. Appetizers, salad, main course, delicious and paired wines, and of course the famous Royer's desserts. If you're in the area around Brenham, Texas, stop in and see my friends at Royer's Round Top Cafe. It's a family operation, and once you're there, you'll have friends for life. Next, we returned to Houston. We had to come home and check the mail, and our friend John Marion Caraba was gracious enough to serve 25 of me and my guy friends a wonderful dinner. Frankly, as I put the dinner together, I realized that everyone was a little tired of togetherness and being cooped up at home with their families, and so we invited about 25 friends to join us for a home-cooked Italian meal. We started at 6, and everyone was home by 9, but not before we enjoyed everything from steaks to lasagna to asparagus with crab meat and traditional Italian desserts. John Marion has been in the same location for 19 years. He and his family have suffered through stock market corrections, oil prices going to $10 a barrel, construction in front of his place, and now this. He is a survivor, and he is a great friend, and we were delighted to be at his place. As a personal note, my wife is only in Texas because of me. Her heart is in the mountains. She loves Colorado and the Great West. Her daughter lives in Montana and is a very successful organic farmer. She and her team literally deliver farm-to-table produce nine months out of the year. 
you won't find a hard worker. So getting away from the farm is never easy, but particularly during the growing season. With the summer heat upon us, our next trip was to Kalispell, Wyoming and Whitefish Lake. I regret to even tell you about the area because it's so darn beautiful. I hate to see it become overrun by summer Texans. But more importantly, the people are so nice. I guess that's because the Californians haven't found it yet. We stayed in a beautiful uh, bed and breakfast for just about $200 a night for four bedrooms and three baths. It was 48 degrees in the morning, 75 during the day. It was truly heaven on earth. It's also the place, obviously, clear near where they film Yellowstone, so it was a great fun trip for us to be there. We went to the Whitefish Lodge, which has one of the most spectacular views of a lake in the world. The water is beautiful and peaceful. It was a time to relax and restore. We had the good fortune to fly fish on the Swan River, cocktail cruise on Whitefish Lake, and see some of the most beautiful country in our fabulous nation. There's a reason that millions of people want to come to this country each year, and most of them have never even heard of Kalispell, Montana. If they had, there would be tens of millions. It was interesting because the locals are lamenting the, quote, high population growth. One of the old timers told me, uh, we just went over one million people in the state. I told him how sorry I was for his troubles. Of course, coming from a city with four million, I'm sure he wouldn't have understood at all. But one of the real joys during the COVID-19 vacation was spending time with family. My brother-in-law and sister-in-law, Lisa, and his wife, Lisa, came to see us from Columbus, Ohio. Columbus and the entire state of Ohio had been under a serious lockdown for weeks. Because my wife is a gourmet cook, she asked them what they wanted to eat for the weekend. They replied, nothing at home, anything in a restaurant. They had not been to a restaurant in six weeks. Needless to say, there were plenty of great possibilities in the central Texas area, and they enjoyed them all. Family is wonderful, and particularly when you enjoy their company. John and Lisa stayed for us for a two short four days and went back to, as I call it, Yankee Land, or as it's now known, Columbus, the city named after the famed terrorist and bad person, Christopher Columbus. My final getaway for, the, for COVID-19 was with my son, daughter, and son-in-law for a belated Father's Day. As any parent knows, getting grown children in one spot for more than a week is tough to do, or a wink. My son is in the real estate business, my daughter is in the financial services business, and my son-in-law is in the software business. Each of them has been homebound due to the COVID-19 restrictions working out of their homes. My son seems to have adjusted well as his handicap keeps coming down and his tan line on his feet continues to grow. My daughter and son-in-law have a staycation in their home with their two German short-haired pointers. We were fortunate enough to have a friend loan us his beautiful home on the water in Port O'Connor, Texas. Port O'Connor is the classic drinking village with a fishing problem. Just two and a half hours from Houston, it's one of my favorite places on the Texas Gulf Coast. The first night, we enjoyed a beautiful meal provided by my kids as we watched the Saharan Desert Storm drift over the coast. A great time was had by all as we enjoyed delightful rosé provided by our friend from his vineyard in the Napa Valley. The next morning, we were up at 5 a.m., let me repeat that, 5 a.m., to go chase redfish and speckled trout. Our guide was new to us. We're longtime fishermen in the Gulf Coast, but Diego was our fisherman and our guide, and he was wonderful. Diego took us to the jetties to fish for redfish. Despite a 5 a.m. start time, in the dark at full speed, we were not the first people there. 
we dutifully took our place in line to jockey for the point. The point is apparently where the big redfish like to rumble. After several passes, we were able to land a beautiful 28-inch redfish and a 25-inch trout. In full disclosure to my fishing buddies, this was with bait, a style of fishing I rarely, if ever, do. But we decided we weren't mad at the fish any longer and returned home for a wonderful lunch. My daughter and son-in-law departed way too soon for me, but they had chores and puppies at home. My son and I got to spend almost 48 hours together, a real treat. We had a delightful dinner, solved the world's problems, and hit the hay early. Fortunately, our next start the next morning was delayed until 6 a.m. We boarded with our old friend, Captain Tex Rich, and his son, Colin. This was a double treat for us. Tex and Colin had been friends for almost 20 years, and the boys played Little League together. There was good ribbing all around, and we took off for what seemed like the longest boat ride in history. As we stopped after almost an hour, and my butt plenty sore from bouncing on a cooler, Tex said, here we are. As I looked around, I knew exactly where we were. It's a small area just south of Port O'Connor near a town called Sea Drift. There's an island there that runs entirely on generators and rainwater called the Hasselman's Bay Club. Tears filled my eyes as I looked at my son. He didn't remember why, but I told the story. This was the first place my son and I had saltwater fished 25 years before. He was three, and we were on a, quote, blasting cast, which for those of you who don't know the term, that means you duck hunt in the morning and you fish in the afternoon. I'll never forget Travis's commitment to fishing under a lighted pier. He was three years old in a blue woolen peacoat. It was just about 35 degrees with a 20-mile-an-hour wind blowing. He had a Donald Duck fishing pole. I kept saying, do you want to come in, pal? And he replied, not till I catch something. I watched that little boy fish until midnight when we had to head for bed to get up for an early ride to duck hunt. As we stood on the boat that morning, my son, now 6'3", and a grown man, I watched him check his gear and ease over the side of our first wade. If you don't know anything about Texas fishermen, we've been rightly accused of buying $100,000 boats, and the first thing we want to do is jump out of them. He shuffled off with his longtime friend Colin, and I did the same with my friend Tex, and we enjoyed five hours of some of the best fellowship, friendship, views of a rising Texas sun, and great fishing with plastic lures this time a man could ever have. We moved a few times to chase the wily trout, with a modicum of success, but the trip was already a home run, in my mind, as we got to spend one more day in the salt air with my favorite fishing buddy, my son. The rest of the summer will be more of the same, a quick trip to Colorado, weekends in the big city of Ledbetter, Texas, taking care of my wife's mom in Chicago, and the most fun of all, a trip to Jacksonville, Florida, to play golf with the iconic actor Bill Murray and his brothers in their annual Caddyshack Golf Tournament. One of the nice things about being optimist, as good as today was, tomorrow can always be brighter. Remember that yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, today is a gift from God, which we call it the present. I'm Jeb Bashaw, and that's a Texan's view of the world. Be well, my friends. Mm-hmm.